Hi, it's Sarah Cavell from EI Focus. Thank you for joining us today on the Focused Athlete Podcast. Today, we're talking with my friend, Michelle Brown. She happens to be a second degree black belt in Bok Fu Do. She's also the CEO of Gumsamba Fitness and Hit With Power. Today, she talks about how martial arts has impacted her as a leader and as an athlete. She talks about developing emotional control and seeing opportunities despite obstacles that might be right there. I can't wait for you to learn a little bit more from Michelle, and I really hope you enjoy this podcast today. I really sure enjoyed the interview. Hi, Michelle. It's so good to see you. Hi, Sarah. You as well. Thanks for joining us here with EI Focus, and I can't wait to learn a little bit about how you, you know, put emotions into, into action and how you have, you know, incorporate this in you being an athlete and a leader. So emotions are something that we all have and ignoring them is a problem. So when they arise, when you're under pressure, like you are in athletics or, you know, you are in work, um, learning to navigate them and using them instead of letting them use you is the trick. And you learn that under pressure and sometimes you fail, <laughs> you know, but those failures teach you that that didn't work. Maybe I felt embarrassed or I know I didn't do the right thing. I'm going to navigate that differently next time. And I think that correlation, at least for me as, as a, um, I was a Kung Fu fighter for many years and that kind of pressure where you want to cry because you maybe got hit really hard, but deciding not to do that really teaches you that action works, right? Taking different actions works. So instead of crying, I'm going to move out of the way. And it sounds really simple, but under pressure, these things are harder to navigate. So I think athletics really teaches you, okay, that didn't work under pressure. I'm going to try it again. And you start to learn a different way. And I think that's the path. That's one of the paths to success in any endeavor. Yeah, definitely. And you know, before I dive into, I have a million questions for you, but, and I want to in, introduce you um, to our audience. And again, this is Michelle Brown. Michelle, like she mentioned, has her background in martial arts and specifically she's a second degree black belt in Bok Fu Do. Correct. Yeah. And she's the CEO of Gumsaba, Gumsaba Fitness. And she is also founder of Hit With Power, where she supports girls to stand up for what's right. That's and right. So excited to be here with you. And um, maybe you can talk a little bit more about where you started with mm. athletics. You know, when, for instance, you are hit hard and it hurts, like it's so easy for us to, in that moment, like, oh my, focus on the pain, really. Like we could, we can focus on the pain because it actually really hurts. Right. And if we do that though, like what happens? Are we, it can, we can get defeated in the moment. We might stop playing. We might stop fighting. Mm -hmm. um, or we can flip that kind of, I just got hit. I'm going to flip that into like this energy to go harder. Right. Um, you know, and I don't know if what comes up for you around that idea? I've heard that from water polo players too. It's like, oh, you're going to kick me? All right, bring it on. <laughs> right. And it does, you know, you start to realize that pain isn't forever. You know, you hear pain is temporary a lot. There's a reason. 
because people start to understand that some amount of pain is going to help you understand yourself better because it doesn't feel good and you want to cry and you want to be upset, you know, and sometimes you have a right to because it wasn't fair, right? But is that going to make your situation better? Is that going to get you your goal? And that's a really big part of it, emotionally driven toward a goal, right? If you have a goal of being a better soccer player, you know, which I, I played soccer, you asked about it in my initial, I played soccer my whole life, like a lot of, of the kids around here that, you know, grew up around here. And um, I never really loved it. It wasn't my passion, but I stuck with it because I knew that I, I was getting better as a person because of it. It was making me more quality person, right? When I threw my first kick in martial arts, I was like, where have I been? I found something that I really loved and I just hadn't been exposed to that before. I was, you know, 23 at the time I threw my first kick and that emotional want to be really good at something where I could control my body. You know, I think we're all looking for, especially now, things that we can control. You know, you can control how your body moves in space. You know, you can control your health. And I think that connection for me at that age was really critical. And I do attribute it a little bit to having played sports as a kid. And there is science behind this. People who connect with athletics or fitness throughout their life generally have done something in their younger years like a sport like a commitment to some sort of athletic goal. And so these two things are really beneficial. One, for obviously your health, but your mind and your emotions, learning that tool of how to say, I'm sad, I'm upset, but I'm going to do what's best anyway, is really powerful. Yeah, it is. And I'm wondering if maybe, is there a tool or something that you use like to, you know, identify those emotions? Like, for me, it's uh, been practice. I've practiced, you know, body scans so mm -hmm. that I get kind of more in touch with. Okay, what is what is what are the different emotions? Not like what are the physical sensations in the body, and what do they possibly mean? What's that information they're giving me? So I, that's something that I have incorporated. I don't know if there's something you have used over the years. You know, meditation is a part of it. Of course, it's not always seated, quiet. This meditation it's a real reflection, right, on um, the truth of what you're feeling, which is not comfortable, <laughs> right? A lot of the time, we're not always comfortable with how we feel, and so we like to ignore it, right? But what I do, what, much like what you said, is under, if, I, if I find myself under a lot of pressure, I go back to my breath. That tends to guide me where I need to be. If I don't know what to do in a situation, I'm pretty darn sure there's an anxiety emotion there, my breath. If I'm angry about something, I'm pretty sure there's an unjustified emotion, I go back to my breath. And I use that as the tool to kind of grow from, so I'll sit and breathe, or I'll lay down and breathe, or I'll run and breathe. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, and, and just come back to it, you know, because, um, you know, I think having those tools, like one thing, some simple thing that you can always count on is, you know, critical to anybody who's going to run a business or be at, really right now in existence. So. Often when we're under pressure, we're holding our breath. Oh, so happens, oh, and hit with power. That's the first time, I, you know, when I teach somebody the whoop, right? Uh -huh. If you are holding your breath, when you get hit, you get your wind taken away from you, right? Right. Right, and that's a metaphor, right? You hold your breath, you get stiff, you break. Yeah, exactly. right. You breathe, and you become more receptive. Yes. So, such great words, and uh, 
the power of the breath, something that we have with us at all times. Yes, it's called your chi. In well, that really comes in in Chinese martial arts. It's called your chi. You're calling your chi. That directly trans translates to breath. You've heard of your chi energy, right? Obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. And I'm wondering, you are a leader of many women in sports, girls and women, and your boot camps and all the fitness trainings that you do. How, mm -hmm. And and I I'm guessing that sometimes it's tough for some of these uh, athletes, women. Uh, who are working on their fitness, maybe for the first time even. Um, how do you keep people in the game? How do you keep them motivated to come back? You know, some of your, your classes I know are seriously early in the morning. That takes 5.30. <laughs> Discipline, commitment, uh, leaving the warm bed, and, and et cetera. How do you keep your people motivated? Well, I think of myself as one of my people. You know, I'm not like, I, of course I make some big decisions, you know, and I take that as a huge honor, um, when it comes to how to guide people through fitness, but I see myself in them. And I think that helps us feel like we're in it together, you know, because especially in the outdoor boot camps, you're, you're committing because you're in a community and you know, if you don't go one morning, they'll be like, well, where was she? And they won't be in a negative way. They'll almost be like, uh Oh, you know, it's like you're breaking the link in the chain. And that's a really big part of a team aspect, right? If I'm not corresponding with my clients regularly and saying, check in, I'll have a client come into my head. And I've got at this point over a hundred clients, I'll, somebody will come into my head and I'll just shoot them a quick text and be like, Hey, I didn't see you on roll call last week, you know, and that's how it is. It's kind of like when you're part of the team, you have these feelers that allow you to kind of help everybody stay up. Sometimes people are going to need space. I have clients that, you know, either they get injured. That's a really good reason to take space, but I encourage them to not give up on their time. So even if you can't move, you have knee surgery, right? What can you do? How can you see this obstacle, clear obstacle, instead as an opportunity, right? And helping people understand that, and that purely comes from martial arts. You know, you have an obstacle in front of you. It's somebody who wants to hit you really hard, right? And you want to win, and you don't want to get you. So you learn how to navigate the, see the opportunity wherever you can, right? And I, I, I hope that of all the hits I took and the blood, sweat and tears that I can pass that on. Cause it is a gift that is hard earned. And I'm not going to be able to give everybody the experience of that, but I can give them the essence and help them understand that they have, they totally have that in themselves. If they keep at what they're doing, they have that drive. Mm -hmm. The other thing is it really doesn't matter how you feel, right? I said, pain is temporary. It's what you do, no matter how you feel, mm -hmm. right? That gets you, makes you who you are. So if you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, just don't do that every morning. Give yourself once in a while to not get out of bed. But is that your habit? Right? right. So are you doing that because you don't feel like it, even though you know you need to work out? Or are you doing that because you need it? And separating those two, I think, is something that I can help people do. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but, <laughs> but a lot of the time. And we do have very committed clients. As well, if people need to leave, if they need to move on to boot camp, I encourage them to stay active. It's not going to, I'm not, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. Right. You know, if they're at a point where they need to move on, then I will refer them to something that's maybe better for their age. Because I've had campers with me since they're 50 and now they're 60. Is it the best thing for them? Right? right. So I try to help them navigate that next stage as well or come to my gym or what have you. How has that 
you know, those little, those, what seem to be tiny interactions with people, you've, you've got over a hundred and that's a lot of people. Everybody knows that you've got a, a big client base and I'm wondering, you know, what kind of feedback or what do you sense? How does it affect the connection you have with them? I think it's a, it can be a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to check in on somebody too much because I don't want to cradle them. I need them to make the mistakes and the, understand the failures and what the repercussions were and see that there's a better way. But if I start to see them have a pattern, if I start to feel an intuition, and again, this goes a lot back to martial arts, that something's not right with somebody, and I do check the roll calls. I, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever run a mass of something unless I hired a bunch of people. You know, I would, it would take a lot of trust because I do want to feel that connection with the people that are respectful enough to give me the trust with their bodies, right? Um, so one is intuitive Two, I, I, I work a lot. I work really hard and I love my job. So I don't, I don't really like, Oh, I have to send so-and-so a text. It's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't get bothered by it coming in. You know, it's not like more work for me. I also see it as kind of paying it forward a little bit. You know, it's like, it's like fertilizer. You just fertilize, see how people are doing. And then you learn from it. If somebody fell off the wagon, you, you know, you just let them down and then, and, and there and by let yourself down, you know, when you really care about something, you don't want to let yourself down. So, um, I guess, I guess just yeah. it's mutually beneficial. <laughs> I see that tying into the previous question around motivation, you know, sometimes just feeling wanted or noticed that I was missing can help motivate someone to, to show up. And yes. Yeah, humans are communal animals. We are. We work well together and we are not as good alone. Um, and so you can, I encourage people to spend time alone. But I also, especially right now, right, people need some sort of, you know, community. And, um, and so, you know, I'm sorry, I forgot what I was, my train of thought there, but um, I think it, oh, accountability, yeah. So coming back to accountability is what you were talking about. Just knowing that you're missed, you yeah. know, yeah. That, that's, that means a lot, you know, as much as we might be like, I'm up fine on my own sometimes, knowing that people miss you, knowing that people love you is important to all of us, I think, yeah. you know, it helps us want to be better. Right, yeah, I, I agree. And you, you've you've been an athlete in so many different realms of your life and now you're a leader of of athletes um what would you say is call it your secret weapon in the way that you lead people in all parts of your life like what is it about you that i don't know maybe you've heard your clients point out or what do you think that is i think you know honesty yeah I would say, you know, I kind of thought about this um, not too long ago for a project I was doing. And what is it that really, I guess, drives me, you know, and it's the really being honest with people as to where they're at and then seeing if I can be a part of their journey and helping them get to where they want to be. You know, um, it goes a long way when you're struggling with how to help to somebody, because if I, if I always I have a mantra and and that is whatever I do, I, I want to leave it having made it a little bit better, right? 
So if I come in every situation, no matter how hard it is, right, whether I have to, you know, break up with a client, which happens once in a great while, or be very honest about a behavior or talk to my husband about something or my father, whoever it is, if I come from that place where I want to leave it better than I find it, I find that I can't let anybody down. You know, that's kind of like just, I guess, framing it. We are what we think we are and we are what we think, right? So I frame it in that light, then I generally find success. And that really comes back to being able to emotionally control. Yeah. Because if you're upset about something, that's the other thing, time. Mm -hmm. If I'm upset, I don't come back. I I used to be like, I'd be like, if you punched me and knocked me out, I would be like a cartoon. You know, if you knock me down fighting, this was, this is true. My legs would spin. I would be like legs first, right? When I started to get hit and I knew something, I'd stand up and be like, I better step to the side next time, mm-hmm. right? Because now I know that girl hits hard and I don't want to do that again. But the old me would have been angry, right? Spinning my wheels and having that emotional control to be able to say, what's trying to happen here? How can I make it better in the situation is definitely something that I found works. Um, I don't know if it's my secret weapon, but it works. <laughs> oh, super powerful. Cool. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking your time to talk with us and uh, inspiring so many others with your experiences. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. It really is an honor to be on your show. I think what you're doing is great. And I'm looking forward to how big this gets. Go worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, and we will be we'll be in touch. Okay, Sarah, take care. Bye bye. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on the Focused Athlete Podcast. We would love to stay connected, so please follow us on Instagram at ei underscore focus, on Facebook at ei focus, on our LinkedIn page at ei focus. And for lots more information and upcoming events, www.eifocus.org. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.